Hi, welcome to the Arts Report for December 11th, 2013. Tonight we have artist Jillian Cole to talk about an event celebrating the release of her new psychedelic coloring book, and that event's put on by the Office Party, and so we have Victoria here (laughs) to talk about it. And we're also going to talk about the Vancouver Peace Choir and the Party of the Century, the Arrival Agency's New Year's Eve party at the Hotel Vancouver. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is our last Arts Report episode for 2013. We're taking a break next week on the 18th. And the next couple Wednesdays fall, um, one on Christmas Day and the next one on New Year's Eve Day. So we're taking those off and we'll be back January 8th with a new year, new rejuvenated co-hosts ready to rock you in 2014. So we've got an exciting hour ahead as we sort of reflect back and think about the holidays and different things but I'm very excited I have two last week it was four cute boys in the studio today I have two cute girls in the studio with me and I'm just going to turn on their microphones now hello hello yay so we've got Jillian Cole an artist and also Victoria Brindisi Brindisi, Brindisi. thank you Frenetics. <laughs> yeah and um well, it's a very elegant, like, aristocratic last name. Thank you. It's Italian. Yeah, I was going to say it sounds like Medici, which is, like, <laughs> the ultimate but Italian aristocrat. But the way it's spelled, actually, I was looking at the way it's spelled, and it doesn't yeah, it was, look Italian. It was anglicized when uh, my family moved to Canada. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. So you're from an event planning agency. Yeah, we're called Office Party. We do uh, all-ages DIY shows in Vancouver. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. We'll... We'll talk about that. But Jillian, you've got something coming up. Now, we're working quite a few weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. So December 27th, you're putting out a book. Um, I have put out a book. Okay, it's out but, already. Yeah, but I guess we're releasing it on the 27th. Okay, excellent. So tell me about the book. Um, basically, it's just a bunch of uh, surreal kind of psychedelic illustrations that I've done, and I've just compiled them into one book. And uh, so it's six dollars. I'm selling them. So six dollars for just the book itself, and then there's an extra surprise um, in some of them, and it's a little bit more. And I don't know. It's just a psychedelic experience with a psychedelic prize for ten dollars more. With a psychedelic prize for ten dollars more. It's a surprise. So. (laughs) Can't go into is it an illegal prize? Possibly. <laughs> Depends what, you, th- what your, expli- <laughs> your definition of legal is, I guess. <laughs> Woo! Woo! It's yeah, psychedelic. It I is. mean, that can... Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, but it's a coloring book. Is that right? It is. I have it right here, actually. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So it's like the size of a zine. It is basically a zine, but... And you've got illustrations, so you could have coloring parties... Wow, they are really psychedelic. They're kind of Dolly-like, aren't they? Yeah. This one's really... Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to describe what I'm seeing, but (laughs) it's it's psychedelic. It's like faces (laughs) melting. There's this one. E.T. Yeah, that's a great one. Pop culture reference there. Yeah, everybody loves E.T. He looks really sad in this photo. And then, but (laughs) (laughs) he's full of emotion. He's not at home. He's he wants to go home. But the boy has, like, a third eye. That's, That's really That's cool. That's Elliot. He has a third eye. 
I think everybody with the name Elliot should have a third eye. So, And this is sort of like a naked torso with a dog's head coming out <laughs> where the breast should be and sort of like a prism and weird eyes and sort of ant hills and yeah. hand coming out where the head should be. I'm really enjoying you trying to describe it. This <laughs> one's a wolf with a third eye, <laughs> kind of a goofy wolf with yeah. a third eye and someone petting it. This one's this one's quite trippy. Mm-hmm. With fish and crystals exploding an exploding <laughs> crystal. Yeah. Kind of a mummified body with a cube on its head and like a sea serpent head. Mm-hmm. So basically I just make I just kind of don't think while I'm drawing and it just kinda of comes out. Yeah, and I love it. Whatever happens, happens. If you actually were on drugs while you were coloring it. it's an experience it's an experience i like this owl that's my favorite one yeah i'm gonna go home and color it please do yeah for you you can i work in a psychiatric hospital and i could like take it to work yeah yeah. actually i want people to color it and then take pictures because i would like to see what happens afterwards yeah oh that's a great idea so at the the release party are you going to supply crayons yeah Yeah, definitely i will (laughs) that sounds great what other kind of art stuff have you done jillian um I used, I was part of a collective for a while. We did shows and we did a bunch of uh, printing for nonprofit. Um, what else? I've done animation in the past. Um, what else? Lots of stuff. I'm I'm just trying to think like paintings. What else? Um, posters. I do poster. Oh, I do a lot of posters. I do like band design, like T-shirts, band uh, CD design, what vinyl design. I just did Chains of Love, and I've done, I'm doing one for the pretties now. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so I, I mean, I just do a bunch of whatever comes my way or whatever I feel like working on, I kind of Did do. you study at Emily Carr? Mm-hmm. What did yeah. you study? I studied animation, but I don't like 3D animation, because I just think it's kind of like, it's not appealing to me anyway, it's like 3D and shiny, so I do uh, hand-drawn animation. So I did, oh, I did a film called Dinner Parade, and I, I put it in film festivals around the world and it did pretty well um what else oh i just finished doing uh an animation which uh joseph hirabashi from the ssri is now called spring um we did something for the powell street festival and it was based on kant's um empirical i can't remember what the anyways it was based on kant's uh philosophy oh cool yeah so that was interesting Wait, what are the SSRIs called now? Uh, Spring. Spring. Yeah. What's right. SSRIs? It's a band. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just think of serotonin. Well, I think that's the reference. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, they call themselves something else because I, I guess it was getting confusing. Yeah. yeah. Or they got sued. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> or something. Yeah. That's what always happens. And so, do you have a studio? You have your own art studio? Mm-hmm. Yep. What's it's um, kind of by the Waldorf. It's on Franklin. Oh, cool. Yeah. Franklin mm-hmm. Studios, that's where the release party is happening. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the uh, 27th. Of 27th. December. So what's, like, what is your practice? Like, what goes into your practice? It sounds like you produce quite a bit of art. Plus yeah. you go to school and work and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't like to stick to any one medium. I'm just kind of, I I like to do whatever comes to my head. Um I generally do illustrations and I don't know a lot of the time I don't really like to just sit around and like 
produce like a physical piece of work because I kind of think there's too much emphasis on like having a physical quality to it because I actually like ideas more than anything mm-hmm. like wordplay or ideas I think that's almost more important than like having a physical quality afterwards in, mm-hmm. in the production so um, I don't know I do produce things but I also just like to just sit around and <laughs> I guess have ideas and like let those ideas stew until something maybe comes out of that right mm-hmm. so that that process I think that's of more important. The process is all, a lot, like, maybe more important than the finished product. Yeah, thinking all about things and letting it turn around in your mind and then it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking parties. Yeah. Thinking yeah. parties. Like And credit unions. <laughs> so what's the credit union thing? I heard you guys oh. mention it earlier. Right. Uh, yeah, we were just discussing <laughs> on the way here the... The I just benefits met her at the of working. Stop. Yeah, we, yeah, we so. just met. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've just met her. And she we were was just discussing. sitting around a bus stop and I'm like, hey, you want to come with me on the radio? And then she's like, all right. No, I'm just joking. We, she, she. I work at a credit works union. At a credit union. We were going to so. talk about. We weren't sure what we were going to discuss, so we thought we might talk about the benefits of joining a credit union. Okay, please. Uh-huh. I just got a new full time <laughs> job, and I'm trying to build my life financially so what's the benefits of joining a credit union well if you're under the age of 25 which a lot of students are (laughs) maybe not you in particular (laughs) but there are no fees as well as uh you're not um benefiting the the like the board of directors as Mm -hmm. a bank you would usually you know it's lining their pockets as opposed to a credit union is for the members and you have shares in the company and it's just they, they care about their members a lot more. Yeah. yeah, and are they more likely to work with you to yeah. get a mortgage yeah. or a car loan or Credit whatever? Credit unions are usually for the people as opposed to for the uh, the 1%. Okay, yeah. and and do you want to talk about the one you work at? No, we but won't we say, are, but there's a few idea. good ones. <laughs> we wanted to mix, maybe I was like, you yeah. should mix office party together and make your own credit union. So we've come up with this idea. What it's called it? No Credit, Bad Credit, Credit, credit union. union. Yeah. And it's for 20-somethings. Who are in roughly. bands. Or 40-somethings yeah, in bands. Yeah, sure, sure, you can Anybody, we're not ageist. Anybody that's in a band that wants to take out a loan for their music, that might work. And not be able to pay it back. Well, yeah, eventually, it's like Money yeah. Mart, too. Yeah. So it's just like We're not going to make a lot of money. It's the labor of love. <laughs> Isn't there a bank? It's called, like, the Rockstar Bank. It's on Granville and 15th. It, it's probably gone now, but it was like, um, that was the name of it, the Rockstar Bank. Rockstar and it was like bank. a credit union. But I think they were trying, I mean, I think they were trying to attract a certain kind of hip demographic hmm. of people that's exactly what we'd be yeah. going for yeah huh. so you should, should look into their business out. model so tell me about office party so you're putting you're an event planning company is it your company or uh, you it's for mine them? and uh two other people josh and Shavi. uh we put it together just wanting to put together diy shows all ages shows in vancouver um we started off planning shows for another company called el cheapo and they mostly do videography work for bands and we realized we wanted to kind of do our own thing, so we started putting on shows at Simply Delicious, which is a sushi restaurant on Main and 28th. Okay. And since then, we've just been kind of branching out a bit and putting on shows in other venues and doing book releases. Nice. <laughs> well, this is our first. Yeah. But, yeah. So what have you got planned for Jillian's Psychedelic Coloring Book uh, release? We have a band from the Valley called Yes Men Jr. Wait, they're from Abbotsford, actually, not just the Valley. Oh, not just you the Valley. you got to give Abbotsford yes. Specifically, they're from Abbey. Uh, they're like a psych... 
uh, like I don't know. They're they're weird. They're a weird band. <laughs> That's uh, three like teenage boys from the valley just making really abrasive music, but it it works well. And we have a. DJ Mayor Gregor Robertson that's going to be in the house spinning some When I saw things. it on the <laughs> Facebook invite, I was like, maybe Gregor Robertson really <laughs> is a DJ like when he's not at City Hall. I but well, you heard about him at the Biltmore yeah, a couple years ago, DJs right? Yeah, he before. he did it once, but uh no. Oh, the real Mayor the real Gregor Ma- Robertson yeah. DJed at the Biltmore? Yeah. I think he might be Bruce Wayne. Like Yeah. Like Basically, Vancouver's version of Bruce Wayne. What do you mean? He just seems like I feel like he might be a superhero or something like in disguise. Like he just just has that quality. He does a lot. He just I don't know. He's really hot. I saw him at the (laughs) farmers market and I was just like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) But he's got that wife, that blonde wife that's always nearby. He's got that wife. Um. And then you're gonna have crayons and people can sit around and color and listen to punk rock. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Mm -hmm. uh. Um, an electronic act called I for, I forget actually what they're called, but they're they're pretty good. Let's. What it is, says the wickedly talented Jillian Cole made a real groovy psychedelic coloring book. Shindig at Franklin Studios. Yes Men Junior Hellhole. Yeah, Hellhole. It's a an electronic act. A uh, a weird one. They a weird act electronic. electronic act. Yeah. That's a good band name, yeah. Hellhole. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about Franklin Studios. Um, hmm, what is there to tell? Um, it's a dingy little studio. I don't know many of the people there quite yet, but I, they seem nice. I, I got the space through a friend of mine who is friends with a friend. <laughs> um, it's cheap and there's no heat. It's everybody's friendly. There will be space heaters. There's space heaters and what else? Um, there's no hot water. There's a kiln for pottery. For pottery. Um, there's lots of painters and I think that's it. It's a nice little spot, I guess. It's oh, it's, it's on Franklin Street. Sounds like a really fun night. Yeah. And are you gonna get like a keg or something? Yeah, there's gonna there, be some alcoholic be, beverages. There will be drinks. <laughs> some wobbly pop. That's wonderful. <laughs> some scissor up. <laughs> wow. And so what's next for you, Jillian, once you get this out of the way? What do you um, have planned? I think I might switch to a credit union. <laughs> <laughs> that might be first on my priorities. And then I want to take a nap. And then uh, I'm thinking about making some art project, uh, to taking apart clocks and maybe making some kind of like social realistic paintings with clocks but I have to get someone to explain the clock mechanism to me before that can happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I think so. Like make a painting of the sculpture that you make? Um, I'm just going to get a bunch of like working clocks and then somehow install them into whatever I'm painting on. Oh, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah. Awesome. So who is your favorite artist or influences you artistically? Well, I do. I like to do a lot of hand-drawn animation, like independent kind of style. So... I like, uh, I guess, someone who's, like, recent. You know, Chad Van Galen? I don't know if you've ever the heard of him. The name sounds yeah, familiar. Yeah, he's a Calgary artist and also musician. I really like his work. Um, uh, who else? Yeah, I, that's, I guess, the most recent kind mm-hmm. of topical guy I like. I, who else? I don't know. I like a lot of surrealistic kind of work and... 
just anything that mm-hmm. is kind of just out there. I don't really like, I don't know, I need something to be able to just kind of trip out on. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so you're trippy. Yeah. And you're an Aquarius, right? Apparently, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, I want to know my... Uh, you have my moon sign, or not my... Was my, it Libra? My, no, I can't I'm remember. I'm a Libra. <laughs> Are you a Libra? That's a very nice sign. Okay. I yeah, w- well, I, I I'm interested in horoscopes I, anyway, but you, we can I talk think I actually did your horoscope. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about the yeah. horoscope. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. <laughs> well, any and anything else? Do you want to just give uh, us the event details again, Victoria? <clears throat> right, yeah. So it's happening on the 27th at Franklin Studios. I don't know. Do you know the address? Um, I, I have a 1622, I think. Yeah, 1622 Franklin Street. Yeah. Uh, the event's going to go pretty late. It's uh, five, five bucks five to get bucks. in. Yep. Five bones. Plus six dollars. Plus six For the coloring book, for the, for the basic book. coloring book. But if you want to upgrade, <laughs> just ten dollars more. A psychedelic upgrade will be ten dollars more. And the acts are Yes Men Jr., Hellhole and DJ Mayor Gregor Robertson. Awesome. Well, Jillian and I know each other because we have a mutual friend, Mm -hmm. and his name is Todd Fancy. That's true. And I thought I would play a song by Fancy. Um, It was from one of his albums from the early 2000s, self-titled. This song is called Carry Me. I sing a few little backup vocals on it. Uh, and it goes out to Monica Chataway, who also sang on it. So our heart goes out to her, Monica. And uh, here's Carry Me. Thanks a lot, you guys, for joining us on CITR 101.9 FM.
Are you looking for a volunteer opportunity that fits your schedule? Being a big sister takes less time than you think, and you can choose the volunteer opportunity that fits your life. Spend just one hour a week as a study buddy, tutor, or two hours a week as a big sister. Check out the various mentoring programs at Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland and find a volunteer position and a little sister that will suit you to a T. Visit bigsisters.bc.ca for more information today. Canadians are being bought and sold. We can no longer ignore this reality. Each of the 27 million human trafficking victims around the globe has a unique story. 80% of victims are women, 50% are children. This is not only a global injustice, but a local reality. It is happening right now in my community. We are asking you to take action today. Visit endexploitation.com. Get informed and take action. British anti-slavery leader William Wilberforce once said, Having heard all this, you may choose to look the other way, but you can never say again that you did not know. Only question now is what will you do? Join us and help eliminate human slavery in Canada. Hi, we're back on CITR 101.9 FM. This is Sarah Lapsley. You're listening to the Arts Report for December 11th, 2013. So like I said, this is our last show and it's just flying by. It was really nice to have Jillian and Victoria on. And uh, another fun thing I did recently was um, the 24 hours of student power. So we had 24 hours of programming by students and we featured student clubs around the campus and they came on so I hosted with Jenna Earnshaw, the lovely Jenna Earnshaw. We had the UBC Women's Center on, uh, and the two women came and talked about the center, and it was um, really great, and I really enjoyed speaking with them and hearing about the center. So do drop by if you're a student. Um, They have a resource center and coffee and tea, just a safe place to hang out. Um, But she told me a really uh, horrible statistic, which is that uh, they're thinking of doing some awareness raising around drinks that are spiked. Saying 25% of drinks get spiked. That's what she told me. And I thought that seemed like really high. Um, I don't know if it is that high, but if it's even 1%, that's really frightening. So do watch your drink. I guess it happens quite a lot. They're trying to develop these strips um, that you put in your drink and you can see if someone's like drugged your drink. But I know. I've got Brenda in the studio with me, our lovely station manager, Brenda. Uh, what number are you? Number two. And you're just looking I'm stressed looking at that thought. shocked and appalled. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. A little litmus strip would be great for drinks. I know. Is that, does that, does that, like, do you hear about that happening? Like, um, spiked drinks? Not really. I had a good friend who did get spiked, oh, wow. and it was a crazy, intense evening of like five of us trying to get her home Oh because her body was almost completely limp. And, you know, like if we wouldn't have helped her, she would have ended up passed out on the side of the road. Oh, my right? God. So it's a good thing we were there and we noticed, but like we all, 
I I go downtown places by my own and go from event to event mm-hmm. on my own. And, you know, you can't. Your friends won't always be there at the yeah. time. So I think it's just a good word to, like, look out for your people. Yeah. Abandon. And if they disappear, just don't assume <laughs> that they're okay. Yeah. Or abandon your drink. Like, drink it before you go to the bathroom and then come back and order a new one. Or if you've left it and you haven't had anyone watching it for you, then just, like, order a new one. But this same woman, she was so great from the UBC Women's Center. She was in the province yesterday um, because this guy wrote a book. Anthony Newton has written, has been coaching men how to pick up women. And he's charging $1,500 for 16 sessions. So he coaches guys on how to be, um, to pick up women. And uh, he thinks, you know, he's helping people. um, And he says he's coached doctors, lawyers, policemen, students, and so on. Um, and he's written a best-selling book called The Game. And it's the Bible of a subculture that sometimes calls itself the seductive community or pickup artists. He's also self-published a memoir uh, called Memoirs of a Pickup Artist. And so he says it's a game. Uh, close the deal, set, get a number, and set up a date. So the book, um, the woman that came on, CITR from the UBC Women's Center had some negative things to say about the book because the book advises you to sort of mildly uh, demean a woman or or chip away at her self-esteem in order to kind of like I guess dominate her and and then get her to be more needy and agree to go on a date with you. Um, so the woman, what was her name? Uh, Zenet Dami who we had on the show, she said to intentionally lower anyone's self-esteem, if even only for a moment, in order to coerce sexual favor is manipulative and frankly predatory behavior. Um, And she said, uh, pickup artist misogyny is specific in nature. They believe women are mechanical puzzles they can solve using different combinations of the same moves and strategies. They view women as toys. So good for her. She was a great girl. And so check out the UBC Women's Center. Um, they've got lots of stuff and I encourage them to make a PSA for the station and stuff to get people out. So yeah, I'm sitting here with Brenda. She's our station manager and I asked her to come on because she's in the Vancouver Peace Choir and I got all excited last night because there's so many Christmas concerts on, like every choir in the world is having a Christmas concert. I love choirs and so I looked at the Vancouver Peace Choir and I was like, oh, they're having this Christmas concert. But and so I asked Brenda to come on and talk about the Christmas concert, except it was in the concert archives. And I just real she's like, um, we're not having a Christmas concert. Yeah, we actually just had a concert, so it wasn't Christmas themed. Um, but uh, there's lots of great choirs in Vancouver, and I'm sure you can find some great Christmas cheer. Yeah, there's tons like going on if you if Christmas music galore. But um you played a concert in November or sang a concert and then you've, have you got anything coming up in the new year? Yeah, well, we usually, we usually do one concert in the fall and one in the spring. So we'll have one in May. Uh, so we can definitely tell you about that when the time <laughs> comes. The time comes. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just curious, like, because I, when I checked out the choir, I was really impressed by how good it is. And so what, what part do you sing? Like, are you a soprano or an alto? Uh, I'm an alto. 
And uh, I guess what appeals to me about this particular choir is that um, that everyone's there to, uh, like it's called the Vancouver Peace Choir, but there's definitely a, a social justice or social activism bent to it, where it's just like, we're not just singing pretty music. We want to sing interesting, engaging, contemporary music with a lot of local and Canadian composers, but for a reason. And so usually each concert, there's a theme, and uh, we don't want to be too prescriptive about a message, but there's always sort of a, a issue to raise awareness around. And so the concert we did on November 23rd and 24th was about anti-gay bullying in schools. So it was a great opportunity to, to talk about that and make people think about it in a different way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when did you get involved in the Peace Choir? Uh, the year it started, uh, four or five years ago. Yeah, so it's been a long time. Like 2009? Mm-hmm. And so is it hard to get in, like, if you want to join, or is it is it more of a community choir, or or what's the standard for yeah. joining? Uh, the quality is quite high. Mm-hmm. Um, most people aren't uh, opera singers, you know, but a lot of people have been singing in choirs for a long time, so people do need to audition. And we do sing quite complicated music, so we're, we're not a professional choir, but I'd say we're at the top of amateur or semi-professional that's wonderful yeah and what kind of time commitment do you uh the nice thing about it is we do one concert and then six to eight rehearsals beforehand so it's like two or three months and then it's done and you get a break and you come back and are ready for your next concert wow and nusha is in it we both know nusha Mm, yes she is yeah i work with her over in the psychiatry department we're both are employed so yeah nice. yeah the choir was actually started by uh someone doing his uh his phd in composition at ubc tim corliss who was nominated for a juno so he started the choir so there are quite a few uh ubc music students or people who had graduated from the program composers that we've sung pieces by and who have sung in the choir so is it hard like if i was like i've had a bit i've sung in a couple of choirs but if i was like can i be in it and if I really worked at it, could I get in? Or is it like, because the, the UBC Music School, they're very, you know, accomplished. Mm-hmm. So it's not that easy. Um, you, you need to be experienced. Yeah. 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 And so you, what was your experience to get in? Uh, well, I, I did a music degree at the University of Manitoba in oboe performance. Oh, so wow. I was mostly an orchestral, uh, orchestral musician. Um yeah, but I've been singing in choirs since I was little and sang in the University of Manitoba Singers, and I was never, I was never uh, like a solo singer. I would never, never do that, but I like to sing in safe groups of 30 to 40 people, and so. Yeah, there's nothing like it, is there? Like that harmonizing, and mm-hmm. it's, I did Carmina Burana once with nice. a choir, and it was like kind of. A That's major not an high. easy piece. No, it was hard. Yeah, but I was way in the back. Like, yeah. So. <laughs> but it was just like when, you know, when everyone sings all together, it's such a magical feeling. Mm-hmm. I was, when I was in the University of Manitoba Singers, we, um, the Royal Winnipeg Ballet did the Carmina Burana. And so the symphony and, or a subsection of orchestral musicians in town and our choir 
did the music for it. So we were kind of trapped under the back of the pit at the <laughs> bottom of the concert hall and did four or five performances in a row. But you could hear the dandruff's feet like banging on, on the wood on top of your heads. And it was really, really hot. <laughs> but that was a really cool thing. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty amazing music for sure. Mm-hmm. So what's coming up in May just to give us a taste? Um, I I really have no idea what is planned. Um, like one of the cool, I can talk about some of the cool concerts we've done in the Sure, past. yeah. Well, this anti-gay bullying one had some works by this guy called Ola Yelo, who's from Norwegian, Norway. And uh, we performed with a string quartet, the Black Dog String Quartet. So that was really neat. And um, last season, we got a grant and did a concert with uh, Randy Wood, who's a celebrated uh, powwow performer. And so he arranged some of his pieces for choir and music. So he drummed and sang. Uh, and that was that was a really amazing experience to be part of that cross-cultural uh cross-cultural program and so we've had ones with first nations dancers groups and stuff like that um a a couple seasons back to one of our uh choir members uh oh goodness i can't remember his name but he wrote a song based on a text by marina namont around uh, freedom and the protests happening in iran and then there was this um persian singer who came on and so the choir did all this crunchy bits and then this like outstanding like hard stopping Persian singer just like had these huge chunks in the middle where he could sing louder than our whole choir all together and uh, that was amazing yeah sorry that was Color of Freedom by Vancouver composer Iman Habibi oh yeah he's he's quite well known Mm -hmm. he did a big thing for the what was the name of the show at the Museum of Anthropology? I can't remember the name of it, but it was all Persian art and contemporary Middle Eastern art, and he composed a special piece for it. And mm-hmm. yeah, he was there, and it's very cool. Yeah, and the soloist was Amir Higigi. So if you ever have a chance to check him out, it, uh, he's uh, stunning. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you do classical music as well, like it says here, um, like Palestrina. Or you performed a wide range of music. Yeah, so there is stuff from the past, definitely. We did a Mozart piece in this latest program. And, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. But a lot of it, um, a lot of it's contemporary classical. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. I never knew that about you, that you have this history of classical music and mm-hmm. studied music. And, and how did you get into station managing? Well, when I did my grad recital at the University of Manitoba, I realized that I had more fun planning the concert then performing in it performing is not uh natural or some people really enjoy it and they enjoy that connection of sharing with the audience and connecting and and being up front and and that just wasn't my thing my whole grad recital was chamber music so it was a series of small groups and and I found the the interaction with the other musicians more satisfying than than the presentation to the audience so after that, I, I looked into arts administration and started to get some experience and volunteer and then studied some business and not-for-profit management courses and kind of ended up here. So this is great because I can, there's so much music at the station yeah. that I really get to, to benefit from all the music around us. 
while doing the work that I like to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what happened last night with Shindig? Was it the wrap-up final Shindig last night? Yeah, it was the finals. Uh, three bands competed for prizes. All bands won. So they all got studio time at different studios in town. Rain City Recorders, Vogueville Studios, and Fadermaster Studios. So thank you to them for recording the bands that yeah. we pick every year. Vogueville, I know. I've been out there. Um, I'm not sure about the other ones. Mm-hmm. So Rain City Recorders is Jesse Gander from The Hive, because The Hive moved to Victoria. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. War Baby, Skinny Kids, and Zen Mystery Fog performed, and War Baby was the finalist, the winner. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it was Shindig's 30th birthday, too, so we had cake and candles and oh. silly hats and those little things that you blow, like large tongues. Wow, awesome. Everybody works so hard around here. Like, you work your 9 to 5, and then you go do the event at the railway. And mm-hmm. that's awesome. Great. Well, I've got a song here, actually, from the Vancouver Peace Choir. And I thought, I listened to it last night, and I thought it was so beautiful. So I'm going to play a few minutes of it. It's the uh, the Cree Honor Song by Randy Wood with the Vancouver Peace Choir. So I'm going to follow up. I'm definitely going to do something on the May concert. Thank you. Um, And it does sound like a wonderful choir. And last night I was like, maybe I can join, but it sounds Mm -hmm. like a bit over my head in terms of the... Well, it might not be. So I'd say come to the concert and see see if it resonates. I mean, I I would have to practice and work up to it. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm a core, like, I'm not a soloist, let's put it that way. I actually studied classical voice. Really? um, But, you know, they're like, forget about it, right? Like, don't... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, but in a choir beauty. you blend in so it's as long true. as you can <laughs> it's about reading notes and singing in tune and blending with your section so yes exactly you don't want to stick out yeah <laughs> but this is a beautiful song by uh aboriginal composer randy wood it's a cree honor song so he does play drums and sort of sing and the choir sings along so i'll just play a few minutes of this and as we head into the last 15 minutes thank you brenda station manager extraordinaire thank you so much for having me sarah yay okay here we go
Uh, you're listening to CITR 101.9 FM. This is Sarah Lapsley. We've just got a few minutes left. Stay tuned. Um, stay tuned after six. We've got blank verse again. Um, so I'll put that on after and I'll introduce it for you. But I just wanted to talk about some more mental health stuff because you know how much I love mental health. The Frames of Mind film series. So I often talk about the films um, and go see them. So it's a monthly film event utilizing film and video to promote professional and community education on issues pertaining to mental health and illness. And they often have some incredible films like from around the world. Um, and they're Dr. Harry Karlinski from the psychiatry department curates them. And then they'll have usually a, an expert um, professor in to lead a discussion after. So it's really worth going. Um, sometimes the popcorn's not so great. Um, but they do have other than that good snacks. The one I want to talk about is next Wednesday, December 18th. It's called Here One Day. And it's the Vancouver premiere. Um, and so in 1995, after a 20-year struggle with bipolar disorder, Nina Leichter, a 63-year-old mother of two, took her own life by jumping from the 11th story window of the apartment she shared with her husband um, to be closer to her father and in some inexplicable way to her mother as well. So I guess, uh, you know, whether that was a delusional belief that by killing herself, she'd be with her parents or whether she was just despondent. I'm not sure. Um, but the filmmaker, Nina's 28 year old daughter, Kathy moved back home to the apartment after the suicide and contained within the apartment were a lifetime of the mother's memories of photographs, diaries, letters, and a hidden box of audio tapes. So, um, the filmmaker, it took her years before she could really face what was in these documents. Um, and so what they would reveal when she eventually looked at them were frank details of her mother's sometimes difficult life um, and her difficulties with mental illness. So driven by the need to understand and forgive her mother and explore the repercussions of bipolar disorder, um, she comes to a place of acceptance and letting go. It's the official selection uh, 2013 Hot Docs Festival. And there's a post-screening discussion with Danny Damstrom Albach, who works in social work and manages the SAFER. Uh, that's the Suicide Attempt Follow-Up Education and Research, and they provide wonderful uh, resources to people who are suicidal. So she'll be there talking about suicide prevention and issues around that, obviously, it's a devastating event for those left behind, and I know um, how much people suffer when they're feeling suicidal and how irrational they can just lose touch with any hope or motivation for living. And um, as people in the community and friends of people that get suicidal, um, we need to be aware of those signs and see when someone's really getting close and and how to get them help. Often people struggle with the need for help. Um, and obviously, I feel strongly about bipolar. I often talk about it as I'm an advocate. And it's sort of an area of research for me. I grew up with a parent who is bipolar, and I was diagnosed myself. So it's a real important issue for me. And I guess it's not that arts related. But um, I was asked to be on a billboard campaign, the Vancouver General Hospital Foundation 
is uh, trying to raise money. So the start of construction has already occurred. Joseph and Rosalie Segal, he's a like a self-made billionaire guy. Um, they've put money towards a new mental health center at the Vancouver General Hospital, but they need more money. And so they're erecting outdoor signage around and near the site to raise awareness of mental health in order to solicit funds for the new building, shed light on the community impact of mental illness, help end the stigma associated with mental illness, and inform the community that the construction of the center is now underway. So the, the campaign uses members of the community to connect with people, so um, families who have uh, experienced mental illness in their family, people with mental illness like myself, medical staff, um, and so they've taken giant photos, like a 20-foot picture of me will be on this billboard and there'll be a, a whole release of the campaign. I think I'll be on John McCombs show on CKNW and some, maybe some TV stuff. Um, more photo ops. So I saw the picture today and yeah, it was, it was fun going to get my picture taken. You know, they had lighting and the sort of hot photographer, indie rock photographer. And he's kind of like, a bit sleazy like he'd be like oh nice chin up like look more hopeful mm, gorgeous and I was like uh-huh it made me feel good but then I saw the photo today and I had like a Jagger Mick Jagger like kind of meltdown because they're like oh we we intentionally chose the somber looking one because a lot of them I was like confident in they didn't choose those ones this is somber um and you know it wasn't that flattering and I was like oh this is going to be up for three years on the billboard but I thought you know what it's not about that it's not about me looking good. It's about my friends that have killed themselves and if, or have harmed other people when they weren't well. And um, we need money to build this new building. So uh, I'm glad to be a part of that. So if you're interested, um, you can check out, you can donate at vghfoundation.ca slash mental health. Um, and I'll keep you informed in early February. Uh, I'll be on John McCombs CKNW radio show. But prior to that, there's a giant event happening, and it is the arrival agency now. You would know them from the Waldorf. They were the Waldorf group, and now they're reinvented as the arrival agency. And their first thing is uh, New Year's at the Grand Historic Hotel Vancouver, massive multi-room event, all-night dance party, luxury ballrooms, show-stopping entertainment, art, and spectacle. So this is going to be, it's already sold out. I don't even know I'm telling you about it. Uh, the Hotel Vancouver is like this incredible historic building downtown. The Queen stayed there. Um, and the people that are going to be there are some of the coolest Vancouver you'll uh, fight to get in. So Paul Wong, the artist, a really cool artist, uh, Colleen Renison, the singer of um, No Sinner, will be doing, sings the 70s. Wow. No Singer Star sings the 70s. Um, some other Torch singers, uh, Rodney Graham's uh, Hits of Yesterday and Tomorrow. Rodney Graham is a great DJ. Um, so, oh, and then the All-Star House Band starring Kurt Dahl from the New Pornographers, King of the Drums. How do you like that? So, um there's, and that's just like the top three. There's so much more. And tickets are $100. There's like a VIP entrance. If you pay more, you can come in through the VIP entrance. I don't even think, let me see. 
can get more information here. I don't even think I can get there. Experience an extraordinary New Year's with a rival agency. Um, anyone who attended our massive multi-room parties at the Waldorf knows that building an indoor rink for a Twin Peaks-themed ice dance routine or erecting a 16-story amusement park is all par for the course. What they're saying is they go over the top and they're outdoing themselves for New Year's 2014. It's a castle in the city. Um, the ticket, yeah, so it's all sold out except the super fancy tickets. Um, so you can get a dinner ticket. The dinner tickets are $200. And you know what? I think I'm going to go for it, even though I don't have a date. I am dateless for New Year's Eve. I think I'm going to go for it and just hope that there's people I know there. And they have a fantastic, like, super gourmet dinner. And then you go to the party after. You can also get a, a package. I think it's like $650. And... Um, then you get hotel rooms overnight, but I'm dateless, so why bother? So I'm definitely doing that. But you know what? If you if it gets all sold out, the arrival, super castle in the city, New Year's event, you can always go to the River Rock Casino and see the Go-Go's because they're playing. And you know what? I was going to play Rodney Graham because he's playing the arrival agency party, but I'm going to do an outro instead of... Jane Weedlin from the Go-Go's, if that's how you say it. Because I like her better. And what one do I want to play of Jane Weedlin? World on Fire. I'm just going to bring that up. It's not a hit. And she's uh, she marries people. I think I've probably said this before. If I ever get married, which is so unlikely, uh, she will do the job. Now, this is it. I'm going to say goodbye for the year. I'm going to play Jane Weedlin, World on Fire. And then I'm going to play some messages from our sponsors. And then I'm going to be back with blank verse. And I'll do a little bit of intro around that um, when we come back. But I uh, didn't even get to everything. But I'm looking forward to the year ahead. There's the Push Festival. Megan, my lovely co-host, and I are already working on that. We'll be covering a lot of the Push Festival. And I hope to see that throat singer. Tanya, I don't even, I don't even know how to say her last name. Tanya Tuck something but she is the world's premier throat singer she'll be in vancouver and i really want to go it always sells out um uncle vanya is a checkoff play i want to go see that the vancouver uh, the vancouver cg young society has speakers on uh jonathan darlington will be back in the spring from paris so i will interview him on this show and it's going to have to be an in-person interview face-to-face -face is my preferred option when it comes to Jonathan Darlington. So hang on. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you for listening to the Arts Report in 2013. And we look forward to being back in 2014, enlightening you about local arts events. So here she is, Jane Weedland. Go see the Go-Go's. New Year's Eve, River Rock Casino, World on Fire.
Let it heat.